we're a brand that stood for something before it was cool and trendy to, to stand, stand for something. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, thank you to all the beer companies now that spend <laughs> their, their their millions of dollars yeah. talking about that they stand for community and fellowship and all that stuff. But like that, we've always stood for goodness. We've always stood for kindness. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Dude. What's up, gang? We're back in Banff doing some recordings. No, 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 no. We got to no. go right to it. I have a Harlem Globetrotter sitting in front of me. It's pretty and fucking cool. Dude. It, his name's Dragon. Okay. Stepbrothers reference. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Oh, where you actually got to <laughs> talk about talk about where you got your name and all that other stuff. But, but Is there a Nighthawk on the team? Too? There's a hawk on the team. There's a hawk. It's close. It's close. So we got Dragon, DeAndre. What's your last name? Uh, Taylor. Taylor. Dragon, 45-inch vertical leap. Dude, it, he's a specimen. That's all I got to say. Which is 48. Wait. I don't know the math. You're in negative. It's about 38 more than me, I think. Just put a phone book underneath his feet and have him jump. He'd trip over it. Credit cards. Seymour, Indiana phone book. (laughs) And then we got Brent Baldwin. The the fourth Baldwin brother, allegedly. I'm better looking, though. The better looking. Director of brand, marketing, all things globetrotterdom. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. So if it relates to the brand, it falls to me. So marketing, strategy, creative development, uh, a little bit of putting together kind of the strategy behind the show. Yeah. Um, So I'm a blessed department of one. Department of one for a brand that is known worldwide. And how how old is the brand? We are 94 years old. So we're in the midst of our 94th season and known by 94% of the world. Wow. And I I have to throw this in because if my 10-year-old daughter listens 30 years from now, (laughs) you also ran the Disney Frozen show, correct? Yeah. Disney on Ice. Uh, Disney on Ice Frozen, which is made for Disney on Ice, yeah, right? Okay, it's like gotcha. they just Yeah, that that was probably the highlight of my daughter's impressions <laughs> of my career. Exactly. Uh, getting to, getting to go and hang out with Anna and Elsa on a Saturday in a private Disney on Ice show that, that it's it's all been downhill from there for her. So <laughs> Well, also Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. I mean, you've got all these, I mean, Disney, just the the Disney on Ice stuff. And then you end up here less than a year ago. Yeah, I uh, I love kid and family marketing. Why? Maybe because there's still a 10-year-old boy inside of me. Um, and I kind of want to fulfill that excitement and joy for me to this day. Yeah. I, I, I do kind of say that a lot. I said, would 10 year old Brent be happy with this? You know, when I ordered Brussels sprouts at dinner the, the other <laughs> night, 10 year old Brent, uh, when I was at Disney on ice and I was trying to figure out what dress Tiana wears on a certain part of the princess <laughs> and the frog would 10 year old Brent like this. But, uh, Does you know, 10 year old Brent love fart jokes as well as much <laughs> as 10 year, 10 year old Brent and 20 something year old Brent on his first day at Cartoon Network was in a meeting should we develop a fart app so uh (laughs) (laughs) that's legit and thanks for listening everyone and there's the the end of our show there's the mic drop there's the mic drop so i want to talk about dragon here for a minute okay because we don't get athletes on the show 
right? And, and Other than me. Okay, we don't get athletes on the show. So tell us about, you played pro ball, right? But go, you pay, played college ball, right? Tell us a little bit about you and how you actually became a Harlem Globetrotter. Well, um, I played um, at Northern Michigan University, and um, after that, I uh, played in the NBA uh, D League. Now it's called the G League. Okay. And I played overseas. I actually played in Canada in the NBL. Oh, really? Uh, New Brunswick, St. John's. A little bit colder than here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I played there in New Brunswick. Um, little known fact. <laughs> it's cold up there. Yeah, it's very cold. Very cold. And I, um, you know, I bounced around a couple places, and um, I was at home one day. And uh, I got a call from the Globetrotters, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Did you god. apply for the job? No, this no, was okay. See, this is this was get this was a good. You thing. didn't go online. Didn't click go online. Jobs. I didn't go on Indeed or. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can you do it with athletes, Indeed but Indeed sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, got a call from the Globetrotters, and um, they said they they seen my highlights on YouTube, and they heard about me, and they said they think I would be a great fit. And I went in, uh, I still had to try out. I went in for a trial, it was a genuine five on five, no tricks involved. And I just displayed my best talent and um, they asked me questions. They wanted like how I was as a person, and, you know, my personality and how good am I interacting with people. And you know, most importantly with the Globetrotters, they want to see if you are not just a basketball player, but are you a good person? You know, are you able mm-hmm. to interact with people? Are you able to express your personality? Well, this is a family show. Yeah, it's a family show, and adults love it too. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, we grew up with it, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like we get to kind of like harken back to when we were that little ten-year-old Brent, yeah. right? We're, we're the guy that says, "Where's Curly Neal?" <laughs> <laughs> we usually talk question. about the adults come. There's still that ten-year-old Chad and Joel and yeah. Brent that are there. They're just in bigger bodies. Yeah, I agree. Now, you know, sometimes at the game, you know, after our game, we have an autograph session which is one of the things I love. We get a chance to interact with our fans. It's called uh-huh. the fifth quarter autograph session. Uh-huh. So after the game, we take pictures, take selfies, and you know, and just <laughs> inter- and interact and ask us questions. And sometimes I get people at, at my line like, hey, yeah, could you sign this basketball? This is for my um, my granddaughter. I'm like, yeah. sure. <laughs> Are you sure this is for... It's okay, I'll sign it, I'll sign it. My granddaughter, <laughs> yeah. Frank. <laughs> yeah, can you sign it for Frank, please? So did you go through multiple interviews? Was it one and done? Did you go through a process of it? Um, how did that work? Well, you know, I went through, um, I sat with the coaches. You know, we have legendary coaches as well. Yeah. You know, uh, all three of our coaches, um, actually they play with the Globetrotters, so they teach, they teach us a lot of things. So I went in and they asked me a bunch of questions, you know, threw a few jokes to see how I interact with things. And then I got on the court and they wanted to see how good I was, you know, playing on the court. And then after a while, they, you know, when you're on the court, you eventually express your personality. And it's like a trial period. They want to see how good you are yeah. interacting with people. In my first game, it was 10,000 people. Wow. They threw the ball at me, and I was, and it was like, <laughs> do a trick. I'm like, hold on, wait. This is like my first day. And I put the ball around my back and threw it. Threw it to one of the other players, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be some it's gonna be a long be a season." Long game. So then after that, that, that later that night, I went in the hotel, tried some tricks, broke a few lamps, <laughs> and then now I'm seven years uh, in, and uh, it's just an amazing experience. But that I mean, the Globetrotters found DeAndre before he was Dragon through YouTube. YouTube. Is that the typical scouting strategy for the for the um, for the Globetrotters? Well, it depends. You know, we got we got some people that's in the um, dunk contest, the college dunk contest. Ah, yeah, yeah. And we have a draft too. We have an annual draft. We actually draft players as well. And uh, how come that's not on ESPN? It should be right. It should. We should tell them about it. We're, yeah. we're going to talk to them later today. Yeah. yeah. How do you draft players? Um, we you know it's just a draft. We pick we pick certain players. Um, 
through the draft. Uh, you know, and some some so, some come and sign, some you know take a, so another it's like an invitation. Uh, it can be invitation, or you know, you can some people like people it's not love like them. the Washington Generals are drafting people, and then you are. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know what the Washington. They actually got a pretty. They <laughs> we have could pretty go good into opponent. that as well. How they find those players. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the draft. You know, we um, we draft people each year, uh-huh. and um, usually we draft some of the college dunk um, players, and they, yeah. you know, a lot of the guys. They uh, some of them sign, and um, we had one guy by the name of um, Devin Douglas, nicknamed Beast. Uh, he was a college uh, slam dunk champion. He's been with us for four years now. And he's made six three and one of the most uh one of the amazing dunkers. We got another guy by the name of Doug Anderson. Uh-huh. He was a uh, college dunk uh, champion and he, you know, been with us for a few years too. Are you guys full time employees? Are you on contract? Is everyone on the same kind of contract? Like how does that work? Well you gotta think about like when you uh if you've been with an organization for eighteen years or fifteen years, I don't think the uh-huh. the uh, the money would be exactly the same <laughs> for that time. But you know, we all have contracts, you know, and you know, we go in each year and are they usually annual contracts and they just renew each year? Um, it varies. It varies okay. from uh, each each player. And, um, you know, a lot of the players are really very talented and skilled. And, you know, it, it is all dependent on how well you on the court. Kind of like when you got players like LeBron James yeah. and, you know, players like um, Kevin Garnett. So each you know, player's dealt differently based on skills pretty much, similar yeah. to how yeah. a regular NBA team would, yeah. would, uh, would act. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, I mean, you're entertainers too yeah i mean you're athletes number one that's why mm-hmm. they, that's why you're chosen but brett tell us about the whole culture thing okay because so many companies so many companies say that they hire they want to hire for culture but they just can't figure it out you guys i mean we don't see things in the press like we do with the nba with the harlem globetrotters right so you guys have to be i mean you have a brand that you have to be able to guard because it's really a family, family brand. How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, we're blessed that we have probably 50 of the best men and women in the world uh, as people Mm -hmm. and as individuals that just happen to be amazing entertainers and amazing basketball players. Um, And so if if you think about it every year, there's about 18,000 men that come out of college that want to play uh, professional basketball. There's about 16,000 women that come out that want to play. Um, And not everybody's path is the NBA. Um, And the Globetrotters are a great path for for a lot of players. Um, And so, you know, as Dragon was talking about the the tryouts and the process, I mean, you got to hoop, you got to ball, you got to show us that you can play. But probably more important, you got to show us that you can entertain that you can uh, be a good person. I would think connect and, too, right? Yeah. Because you got to connect and, with, the, with the kids and the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, right? that, and that comes through being like the living embodiment of our brand 24-7. I mean, you probably have countless stories of rolling into a hotel at 1 a.m. in the morning after yeah. playing a doubleheader, being exhausted, and there's little Timmy, and he sees you, and you pull the ball out, and you spin it on his finger, and you pose for a photo, and that kid now has the Globetrotter story that because we hire well and have the best people first before anything else, that, that that's how we're able to be so comfortable with our brand. It's how I kind of in my protective mode of the brand, don't, don't worry on a Wednesday night when we've got three teams all over North America um, because I know it's gonna be excellence. And beyond just our players, it's our operational team, our tour staff that work 
just as hard, just as hard that are the ones that are dealing with like the diva dance mom during a halftime performance. You <laughs> music cut off three seconds short and now she's, I mean, it's just amazing, amazing people that we're able to find. Yeah. And one of the questions I always get asked all the time, like, how come you're not playing in the NBA or how come you're not playing somewhere else? And like what I do now, I enjoy it. I love it. I get a chance to travel the world. On someone else's expense, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and create memories and um and interact with people, and I love that. You know, I, it's got to be fulfilling for you. It's too. fulfilling for me. You know, yeah. I, the kids are our future, and I get a chance to, you know, touch uh, kids' lives. And um, I got a quick story. Um, I met, I met this one kid. He was with the Make a Wish Foundation, uh-huh. and he was battling brain cancer. And um, his number one thing uh, in life was to meet a Harlem Globetrotter, and that kind of touched my heart to. You know, that was this one thing he wanted to do was meet a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. I got a chance to meet him, and I got a chance to, you know, show him joy and make him happy. And that's really important to me. And, you know, that's one of the things that kept me around. You know, I get a chance to, we, we have hospital visits, we have school visits, you yeah. know, we, we do things all over. And I just love being able to, uh, you know, enjoy and have fun with people. Yeah, you can't put a price on that. We'll get back to the interview in a minute. Building a cult brand is not easy, which is why you need friends like Rupesh Nair, CEO of Smashfly, on your side. To become cult brands, companies need to build from the inside out. How can messaging and technology facilitate that type of growth? It's easy to kind of build a so-called employer brand in paper and say, hey, this is my EVP and these are my pillars of EVP but it is much more difficult to activate it internally and ensuring that as you build your EVP, that activation is top of your mind. I've seen a lot of organizations build these awesome EVPs, which stands for who they are, but then not necessarily using that effectively internally. And some, some, some of the times it's because the EVP is not created in a very genuine way, then obviously it will not stand the test of that internal activation. And hence, you need to ensure that your EVP is credible and aspirational as you think about the future. But at the same time, spending that time to ensure that every persona in your company understands what your differentiation is, what do you stand for as a company, and why is it relevant to that particular individual in that particular role is very important as you basically ensure that you're building that culture or employee value proposition inside out then it's easy to activate it because then you can use your own employees to really activate your EEP and your brand uh, as you think about external activation. Let Smashfly help activate your brand and keep relationships at the heart of your CRM. For more information, visit smashfly.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.
And that's giving back to the community. We see all these cult brands and all these other brands that talk about activation and all these things. But really to be, I feel, to be a cult brand, to be something that has long lasting, almost a century long, you have to give back to the community. You have to be a part of the community. And it feels like just for me personally that the Globetrotters have always been something that I feel like has been a part of the community. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to say that we're a brand that stood for something before it was cool and trendy to, to stand. stand for something. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, thank you to all the beer companies now that spend <laughs> their, their their millions of dollars yeah. talking about that they stand for community and fellowship and all that stuff. But, like, I mean, that, we've always stood for goodness. We've always stood for kindness. Um, and, you know, everybody remembers how you make them feel and we make people feel good. You feel better when you leave a Globetrotters game than when you walk in. Um, and that creates that longevity. I mean, you know, who doesn't want to engage and interact with a brand that makes them feel good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about some of the, you guys are a real trailblazer with diversity and inclusion. Uh, I think the first woman player uh, to come out of college. Talk about sort of how you guys have embraced that throughout the years and been a real trailblazer with diversity. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that we're not just part of culture. We help define culture. It's probably one of the things that I'm proudest about our brand. Um, so, you know, in 1984, Lynette Woodard, who was just the woman in female basketball coming out of the University of Kansas. Uh, Olympian I mean, as well. She, yeah. yeah, she was an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, she became the first woman to play in an all-male basketball team, something I we broke the gender barrier. Um, and almost 40 years before that, I mean... That we, was in 84? In 1984. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, so we, we still have problems with that, right? <laughs> like 10% of the, the CEOs of major corporations, I think, it's maybe that's too high, are females, right? And you guys were starting to do that in, in the 80s. Yeah, we, we, to this day, we, we have female globetrotters um, that are the most gifted, talented yeah. basketball players, entertainers, and people in the world. And, uh, you know, what's, what's amazing to me is the lines of the autograph session for our female players are full of boys that look up to them and admire them because of who they are, not because they happen to be a man or a, or a woman. So. Tell, the, tell the Lakers story about when you played them <laughs> twice because they didn't believe it was real. Yeah, so you know, uh, in, in the late 1940s, the, the ABA, which is the precursor to the NBA, it was an all-white league, and the Minneapolis Lakers uh, were just the resounding champions year after year after year. Um, and Abe Saperstein, our founder, was so confident that the Globetrotters were the best basketball team in the world that he challenged the Minneapolis Lakers to a game. And we won on a buzzer beater at the last second. And nobody believed it. And there's very limited photography. There's almost no video. Yeah, it wasn't televised. Yeah, it wasn't televised. <laughs> no, <right>. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, nobody really believed it. And he's like, okay, let's play again. So year two, we play again and we win again. Um, you know, and, and it was it was that moment of everybody going, wow, these guys are amazing. They're talented. Um, and that very next year, Sweetwater Clifton became the very first African-American to play in the NBA, who was the globetrotter that was on that team. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's an yeah. amazing barrier and it's an amazing part of our history and a, and a cultural defining moment. You mentioned your founder. Um, I'm just curious, how does the organization, how, how's the, not the, the ball players, but the actual organization, is there a CEO or is it an executive director? How many employees are there? 
Um, what kind of flow do you have for resumes? I mean, I assume like you have a, a big demand to work at the Globetrotters, but I have, I have no idea because I see the, the face of the team. Everybody's looking at Dragon, right? But, there's, <laughs> but there are people behind Dragon. To make, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we're a family of 187 families. Um, we're led by our general manager, Jeff Munn. Um, and then we roll up as a part of the Hershen family uh, entertainment company. So we say as Hershen, we're a family of brands owned by a family that focuses on families. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it is, it's, it's a very lucrative uh, company. People uh, are excited to work for us. Um, I could probably butcher what HR software and things we use to manage all of that. Um, but, but that's we, all boring we shit. We do. Yeah. yeah, it is. But we do. We, you know, I genuinely feel that we hire on culture because skills can be taught. And if you are the right person um, and your mind is in the right place, I mean, it's a dragon story. Like, couldn't do the tricks. But I mean, he is a wonderful man, and and I love DeAndre more than I love Dragon, um, and, and the tricks came and all the pieces came, but he was the right person for for this organization. So, so Dragon, do you get like a text like at two o'clock in the morning saying, "Hey, we need you for a PR thing" or something like that? Because these guys are like press. I mean, they're they're doing all these promotions and all these things. Are, are there anything that's just like? out of the blue that happens and you just know that you're like on call? Yeah, you know, we, we're always on call. And I mean, there's times, you know, throughout my, my career that I've, I've got like messages like, hey, you know, we have an important interview that's uh, at five, six in the morning and you gotta be ready. You gotta have that coffee uh, 20, 30 minutes before, you know, so you can have the good talking voice and have the energy. And, you know, most importantly, it's so natural to us. Uh, you know, I'm kind of used to it, so I don't, doesn't really bother me. I mean, it, like if I'm able to do an interview at four or five in the morning, I'm able to, to have five or 10,000 people that see the interview, that's that's amazing. You know, that's good to be able to just do that. So, yeah. And I'm curious on top of that, you have to be highly skilled all the time and you have to stay fresh with your skills. We're in Banff, Canada right now where there's not exactly a surplus of courts uh, and weather that you can go out and, and practice. So, how do you how do you stay fresh? How do you stay you know uh, skilled to the level that you have to be when you go on the court and and do what you do? Like how do you do that? Are you in your are you in your room doing push ups and throwing the ball <laughs> against the wall? Like how does that work? So for me, I mean, I've been doing it for for seven years now, and you know. Um, like we practice three or four hours a day, you know, before the game. So, you know, I've been doing it for quite some time, so it becomes a second nature to me. So I'm kind of used to doing things. And, you know, there's times where I've done tricks and I actually made a mistake by doing a trick. And I was like, wait, that was kind of cool. Let me try this again. So for me, I'm, I'm used to it. And, you know, I spend the ball every day. I do tricks every day. And it's kind of easy for me. You know, I can take a couple days off, four or five days off, and still be fresh yeah. with doing things. So, yeah, I actually got a chance to um, yesterday – I hiked up um, Sulphur Mountain, uh-huh. and uh, it took me about two hours. And um, Brett, uh, he kept telling me, uh, he was like, I'm telling you, you should pack a coat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I travel, I'll pack. He said, it's going to be cold here. You know, it's different with the Canadians. It's like, this oh, yeah. is mild. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I got a chance to uh, pack a coat, and um, I didn't pack the right coat. So uh, I'm about an hour into my hike, and I 
And this guy was like, good job. He's like, you're about halfway finished. I'm like, what? <laughs> My hands are cold. And oh. so I told him, I said, before I leave here, I'm going to get a Canada goose. I have to. <laughs> but I got a chance to take a break, you know, and relax and have some fun. And, yeah. you know, today, you know, it's a busy day. I got a chance to do a couple things this uh, morning. So, you know, I'm kind of used to the, uh, you know, the, the schedule. So, yeah. We, we were at your presentation yesterday. And I thought it was amazing because they, they announced that uh, we had an 11 year old here to the gathering. And these tickets, these tickets are not attendee. cheap. Yeah, paid attendee. And I think, you know, the presentation was great, especially the background and being able to talk about, you know, dragon and talent and all that other fun stuff. Um, but having Luke, is his name, the 11 year old there was like magic because I think everybody in the room was like, I remember being that kid. And yeah. that interaction, you know, spinning the ball on your, you know, on your finger to his finger. Again, it just it, it brings back all those memories and, and really reminds us why, you know, we care about the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. The, again, your job and I don't want to put any more stress on you, Brent, but this <laughs> is this is it's, it's like one of those don't screw this up thing right you know 94 years and you know it's, don't let us down yeah guys. you know what i mean so but i mean from you when you go in you've been in the family kind of like business for for a very long time do you think about that at all i do i mean i one of my philosophies as a mantra is i love to put my thumbprint on uh -huh. every brand that i have the privilege of working with um and, and, and you're right. I hope I just don't put maybe my big toe on it instead <laughs> of my thumbprint this time. Um, but, but you know, everybody has a Globetrotter story. I have this amazing story from my dad and my childhood and how it's kind of foundational to my youth. Um, and that is one of the things that kind of carries me every day is if I can remember how I felt when I was a child and then how I felt as a dad when I took my daughters last year to their first game and I just use that as the filter for everything, then I know I'm not going to screw up and hopefully I'm going to leave this brand in a better place, you know, every day that we're there. But yeah, that really was kind of a special moment seeing Luke and the crowd. I mean, he could have been the only person in that audience oh, yeah. and it would have been just the best presentation, the most fulfilling um, because something about our brand and our experience resonated with him enough that he said, I'm going to go find out more about that. Um, and I want to deepen my relationship with them. And that's so fulfilling as a marketer. Now, Dragon, do you have like radar when you go into a room, you know, now it's like kids in the room. That's my target market. I mean, did, 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 was that like, did, did you like hone in? It's like, oh, we got a kid in the room. That's freaking awesome. You know what? Um, Actually, like, I look at the adults, too. I see their faces, and ah, okay. sometimes adults be shy to come on up. I'm like, it's okay. Come on. You can come up and talk to me. <laughs> so it's pretty much everybody. You know, I love being able to talk to the kids, of course, and, you know, I got a chance to spin a ball on his finger. We gave him a basketball uh, afterwards. Oh, dude, I saw his, him walking his around face with was it. Just he was glowing amazing. the entire day. And then I saw the adults looking around like... <laughs> Do they got any more basketballs for us? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just I love being able to, uh, you know, uh, interact with anyone. You know, it doesn't matter the age. And, of course, I love the children as well. I actually had my first child, so it's, it's amazing. Congrats. For me. Thank How you. old? Uh, she's uh, not even a month yet, so. Holy. <laughs> she's fresh, yeah. Well, sleepless nights for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, it's been an honor. I really mean that. Uh, for the, For the big kids out there listening to the show, that don't know you guys or want to learn more about the Globetrotters, where should they go? 
Go to HarlemGlobetrotters.com. Everybody has a Globetrotter story. If you don't have one, get get one soon. It'll, it'll enrich in your life. Awesome. Yeah. And how can we follow you? Because you've got like channels all over the place. Yeah, you know, we have, uh, I have my Instagram. It's called DTaylorBall24. That's my Instagram. And you can actually go on a Globetrotter Instagram as well. Harlem Glo- you just type in Harlem Globetrotters. It'll pop up. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. <laughs> my favorite. We're on Facebook. We're on everything. And you know, you get a chance to see a lot of stuff that we do. The history, the, the fun, uh, pretty much everything. And also the website as well. Excellent, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We out. We out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.